All right. Welcome to the In the Poche podcast. This is our pilot episode. My name is Noah. And I'm Charbel Sarkis. And today, joining us are two special guests, Mr. Daniel Thompson and Mark Bolos. Hi, guys. I'm, hello. I'm Dan Thompson. I prefer the name Bark Molos. Bark, you guys want to say a fun fact about yourselves uh, really quickly, off the whim? Off the whim? I have no fun facts about myself at all. I, uh, Mark just got a really nice tattoo when he was <laughs> in Florida with his dad. There we that, go. That's a fun fact. There, there. we go. We'll uh, go into that in a little bit later, but uh, yeah, we... He's got some tattoos to talk to us about. Dan? I, I like conspiracy theories, and uh, I'm going to sound like a schizophrenic person at some point in this podcast. If not, use this clip. I'm Dan. I'm Dan. I'm Dan, and I like cars. We are yeah. unpacking the, the power and mystery of the universe. The- <laughs> yes, the universe. We have everything that you could possibly imagine. So to start off, in the poche, you might be wondering what that means. So, we're all architects. We're all architectural designers because if you call yourself an architect, you need to be licensed. I'm a graduate. <clears throat> these three next to me, these simpletons, <laughs> they don't understand what it's like to be on my level of loneliness. Loneliness. And, uh, not having a sense of mission or purpose. Anyway, but that's beside the point. So, Charbel, if you Mark, allow me. What, Mark, why don't you explain to the to the listeners what in the poche means? So first, I need to explain to you what the word poche means because I didn't understand what it meant. And um, if I did, then this would not be our name, to be honest. So what poche is, and um, I'm just going to shout out Ankela for not being able to explain that properly at all. Uh, Ankela was our first semester crit. That's how me, Noah, and uh, Charbel met. We met Dan same semester but he was in a different studio but me and Noah and Charbel were in the same studio she was teaching us basic architectural concepts and one concept is poche it's a fancy French word that all it means is what's in between the thickness of walls okay so if I say you know in the poche are just some studs or something like that that is applicable because it's what's in between the walls right we drew basic architectural diagrams that had no sense or relation to buildings or anything whatsoever. And I did not understand how – we didn't even have to draw wall thicknesses. And then when we did, I didn't understand what poche was and what wasn't. When you have to show what poche is, what the thickness is, you usually shade it in or you hatch it or let the border around it is a darker line to show that it's, it's being cut through and that it's – the in-between portions, right? So we had to do a pinup where basically we take our work that we did a few nights before and put it on the wall, right? And all of the students had to walk around and critique that work. Okay, so I, not knowing what the hell poche is or what architecture even is at this point, I print out a picture with a guy in the walls. Literally inside the walls. Okay. Like down to the knees. Yes. In the ground. In the ground. He's in the walls. So I pinned that work up to the wall. And our arch nemesis, I mean some girl who is part of our studio. Um, Shall not be named. Juhi. She was, uh, <laughs> she, she was uh, oh, sorry, Dan, I didn't hear you there. So um, she writes on it, on my paper. She goes, are they in the poche? And uh, yeah, so that's where the name came from. Um, it stuck. And it's now stuck. it's in the poche because you have to be within the poche. To understand the essence of life. All of the operations of life, they happen behind closed doors. 
And that's what in the poche really represents, you know. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. It spiraled into deeper meaning. Design and tattoos. Tattoos are design. Yeah, like, but like with your tattoo, like, what what do you say? Yeah, no. So I have three of them, and my dad saw the latest one. We we spent a week in Florida together. And on the last day, right before we left, then he saw the tattoo once I uh, woke up from bed and he was asking me something and the sleeve was just a little bit rolled up. It was a too tight of a shirt. I shouldn't have worn that stupid shirt. But uh, yeah, he saw it and he just got like really mad. He said, he, and, and I tried to cover it, but it was so obvious when I was trying to cover it. I just rolled my sleeve down, right? I looked down at it and I just rolled my sleeve down and he was like, Mark, I saw it, okay? And I was just like, oh, okay. He's like, no, I saw it. I, I saw it, all right? You, you, you think I didn't see it? I saw it. He like kept doing that. And he was just like, your body, your choice, like whatever. And then we just didn't talk about it until like a few hours later, we went to the Florida mall, this big, huge mall. And he just taps on my shoulder where the tattoo is. And he goes, so, you, you feel better now? You feel better about yourself? Hmm? What did it do for you? And I'm like, it, nothing. And he was like, so why'd you get it? I'm like, it just, it's just a tattoo. And he was just like, all right, so you got your little victory now. All right, we said that you wouldn't get it and you shouldn't get it and you asked about it and we said that you shouldn't get it and we're against it and you got it. Okay, great, little victory for you. All right, I hope you don't regret it later. And this is religious reasons, right? Yeah, I mean, for him it's mostly. But he also just doesn't like the look of tattoos on people, you know? So when when do you think having tattoos is crossing the line? Like, how many tattoos normally should, like, a person have before it's, like, a lot for you, would you say? Um... I don't know. I don't have like, a limit there. I, I I honestly don't have a limit there. I think I, I would just refrain from the neck or the face, you know? So face tattoos. Okay. I think that those are a little extra. But, I mean, hey, look, if you get one, I'm not going to say, like, oh, look at you. You have one on the face, so I don't like you compared mm-hmm. to others. I mean, it's, like, your own choice. But, like, my personal choice, like, I just wouldn't. I, honestly, I do like the neck ones that have, like, Chinese letters or something like that, like, under the ear. But I wouldn't really get one of those See, because for me, I want a professional image if I could choose a professional mm-hmm. image. Yeah. For me, having a neck tattoo says I work after 9 p.m. That's just me. <laughs> That's just no offense. It's like I don't have to be anywhere. I have like, a job. I don't that, pay taxes. <laughs> That's the yeah, my, my work yeah. does not require a tax deduction. Form. What about, yeah. like, what do you call the tattoo when they, like, fill it in? Like, they literally a call blackout? it your, a blackout? It's called a blackout. I was actually just watching a snap story about that today about How, some dude like, that specializes in blackout. So I don't know. I don't know if it's because every inch one of your skin is being. I feel like once it hits one point, it's like there's no more pain or level of something that you're going through. It just becomes just what keeps going on. And I don't think that. And I don't think that it's as painful as like, for example, like the ones that I have. They're like single needle tats. But the ones that they fill in color, if you ever look at them, there's like tons of needles in the one brush. Right. So those feel more like you're being scraped rather than being like stabbed and then scratched. I feel like it's still it's gonna hurt. It, there's no painless tattoo. But a lot of people that get blackouts like on their forearms and stuff like that, I wouldn't get a blackout. But people get them to cover up things or I don't know. I don't know what they get them for. Some honestly. people get like a full leg blackout. Yeah. Like where one, it looks like they're wearing pants. Yeah. But yeah. they just, it's just a tattoo. That's yeah. And the thing is like, you can't cut, if that gets Does it make you up. feel warmer? <laughs> Do you have to no longer wear pants? Well, you know what's actually crazy? Apparently, 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 apparently hair grow? Yes. No, oh, yeah. no. So the thing is, yeah, hair grows through them. But the thing is like, you're not supposed to get tattoos over your sweat glands because it actually can like trap your sweat and like become like a problem. Can you get a sweat yeah. bubble? I don't know. I don't know what it does, but I was like reading about that. They were like, don't get tattooed over your sweat glands. Amount of pressure <laughs> that like a tattoo artist, like imagine starting an intricate, crazy tattoo and you just fuck up. 
but like do you tell the person you're giving the tattoo to do you know. improvise do you wing it do you I, don't, like, I don't know yeah see I always wanted to secretly can't mess up I yeah. secretly wanted to be a tattoo artist but I wanted to be the only tattoo artist in the world who doesn't actually have a tattoo it's clean but I feel like if you tried to do that, then one of your colleagues would just come up behind you and just. Well, thank you. Like, like, yeah. The you tattoo artist. I feel like if you're a tattoo artist, the, it's like a rite of passage. Some of the tattoo artists Definitely. have tattoos on areas they can't tattoo themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like the barber. Does the barber give himself his own haircut, or does exactly. he go to a better barber? It's like architects don't have the best homes. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's but like, you can build oh, yourself yeah. your own home. No, but you, you don't. Give no one ever does it. I mean, you don't have the money. You don't have it. That's true. Yeah. When you're providing a service, you rarely could actually have that own service. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. Like, that's why it sucks, like, when you see people working at, like, resorts. When you see people working at, like, all these influencers and all these people are going to, like, Tulum and, like, Cabo. And, place. and all these people in the service industry will never be able to get that experience of the people that they're serving. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get it. That sucks. Yeah, it's, like, capped out, you know? No. Okay, now we're going to move into the architecture of my own house. That's the old screen door that we put in, I think, when we first got the house. It's nice. But I, I wish this, we had that in our home. This one, we used to have three picture windows. It was like uh, two small ones on the side and then a big one in the middle. And You've we're like, why do we need this picture window? Like, let's just open it up so you can come outside. Did it all with like the new deck and all of that. So nice. that one's better because the you just, it, it doesn't. No, it's, it's not spring loaded. Residential right. architecture is where it's at. Have you, you don't need any the, railings. You don't not, need any of that like, bullshit. Dude, we, we put ADA. this. We put this. Uh, you know, the wire with the right. steel and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. You can see right through the woods. Doesn't obstruct it's anything, and it helps protect you. Because the thing is, originally, I think we just wanted like three slightly thicker cables going through. But the code wouldn't allow that, so you need to have whatever spacing that is, like five inches, house? whatever. So, Simpsons? his house kind of looks like the Simpsons house. The For Simpsons, sure. dude. Yeah. I have you ever seen like the floor plan of like the yeah, Simpsons house, trying to like figure out like. Oh, what, dude! I know, used to do that. Like all they, the time. they like rearrange all the rooms together. Also, studio culture before the pandemic was the complete opposite of the world today. People were just in and out on top of each other, like intermingling, and there were no boundaries. Anything Social goes. Social distancing was like the furthest thing from a studio in NGIT. <laughs> yeah, like, but you you would help somebody out and catch the flu, and you'd be like, ah, you know, it happens. I'm a good guy. Like, <laughs> so about the Simpsons house. Yeah, no, the, the Simpsons house. Yeah, so they they have all the different rooms all you know sketched out put together and then like none of it works in plan n- none of it really works in plan they, there was some other one too i don't know if it was family guy or something else but they did the same thing and it's like it doesn't match up the, <laughs> that's the, the best scenes, thing about yeah. animation yeah it, it you you can be a designer and just be like okay they're in this room there's no architects watching this like what if there are we're gonna get like one piece of fan news saying Oh, the plan doesn't match the section and the elevation is like. Ah. But that's that's what makes like architects these like niche 
people that it's like you start picking up on certain things no one else does mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like you're literally sitting here looking at a concrete pavement and everyone's just walking past you like what is this man looking at the ground for and you're like wow look at that finish yeah like, but it's all like so conceptual because architects don't actually have like nearly as much power as we wish we did mm-hmm. all the power is literally put on people who have the money to build things like real estate developers they have the power and a lot of them have no architectural background or no philosophical mission that we're all kind of taught to try to engage. But an architect can dream, you know? That's all they have. What, what does their, dreaming do? It's no. their imagination and their will to, like, just but think of things. That's and all they in the have. hopes that someone hands them money to be like, make yeah. it. Okay. Hey, look, that's all they have, but that's not it's all like they art. want. That's what art is. You can, you can do no, but a it's, thousand it's completely different, though. But, that, yeah. that, but that, that, that doesn't answer, like, how sad the whole situation really is. They make you sound like you're going to change the world, but no one will supply you with the money to do that. The thing is that like as an architect right you actually have no say on the built environment unless someone believes you and is convinced by your pitch but isn't that anything really? no because if you if you were like a real estate developer and you had no like there are so many people who get into real estate and they have absolutely no background in literally anything and they hire people as consultants to do everything for them they hire architectural services they hire management teams construction teams they even hire like title companies they'll hire permit like everyone who can get everything for them and they say i want to build this in the most efficient way that is not architecturally pleasing or beneficial to the environment whatsoever because i want all those money i want all those rent and mortgage fees and all yeah, that stuff yeah. to come to me and they're the ones who have the say on what's being built yeah. and all architects can do is just stand there with their sketchbook and complain about what was built right next to them but they weren't able to stop it at all even if they saw it happening from the ground up they can't stop it that's why we need to be real estate developers you know architecture was an olympic sport what are you being serious it was in the olympics how is architecture in the olympics it was an olympic sport please explain this you know you ever see anyone build a model when it's due in an hour <laughs> that's sport yeah Sherbell's bullshitting right i'm not <laughs> that is a fact look it up it was an olympic sport jamie, and what were they doing jamie, what were the activities pull that, activities? Up. Pull well, that article we have to pull it up who's jamie on the joe rogan podcast we're not is it the joe rogan podcast we're, we're second. This we're is second. this is in the poche, <laughs> okay. by the way. In the poche this podcast. This is in the poche where we go within the walls of everything you possibly imagine. Okay. During the first four quarters, four decades of modern Olympic Games, 151 medals were awarded for music, painting, sculpture, literature, and architecture. But that's but but what was the actual sport? Like, what, what did you do? What yeah. was the task okay. at hand for I, architecture I, I in the like Olympics? I feel like it was probably like a notable mention type of thing where it's like this was built and we just want to like commemorate it because it was probably like in the same city where the Olympics were held or something. I can't that's imagine sick. that someone's like sitting there like, design me something that's actually going to be built right Build now. Build this model Go. right yeah. now. Core uh, only. Yeah. Like cardboard only. Paper only. The architecture of... If you can make it out of paper, you can make it in real life. Tom Orgazolic is full of shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. You know, the, the, the stru- whole program. The they, structure they, they tell you They tell nothing. you you're going to be the next Louis Kahn. In reality, you're going to be the next homeless person ranting about fire code. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. There's uh, there's no protection. No Nobody can uh, guarantee you a job. Uh, y- you know, you're... I mean, sure, like, it, it is what you put into it, for sure. Um, you learn a lot. You'll you'll learn your breaking point because everybody has one. Yeah. You, you'll know exactly when your nervous breakdown is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and you'll never be the same. 
Uh, you you would just, <laughs> so the, you persevere, but you know that a lie is a lie. Exactly. So the sport was model making and drawing, drafting. So they would they would literally build models and draft, and the judges would just pick the best like form, and it would usually be of the stadiums that they're being held in. Okay, I see. So is is this like so it's Greek like, so recreate and this. like is this a like Greek time right. frame where they're just like you know making? So they they would literally have to plan Olympic places where the Olympics were held, like the stadiums okay. and stages and stuff. So it's like they're they're taking ideas from them, but then they award them a gold medal and say, okay, like you just gave us a free design, basically. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> And you just got you just get a medal for it. And that's it. <laughs> and this nice was held. Medal. This was held between 1912 and 1948. Okay. Yeah. So this is like when there was no computer technology whatsoever. There was it was literally just pen and paper and whatever and materials yeah. you had to build models. I have never been to Europe actually. I've only been to Milan and Rome, and those were the airports. I've only been to the airports. I've never stepped. So you've foot. never entered, yeah? No, I've never. Airports are a weird into. thing. Yeah. Airports are also. I was in the Denver airport, dude. It's like a bunch of tents all together. Really? It's wild. Yeah. Do you know the the theory of the Denver airport? It's like an Illuminati base. Yeah. That there's like tunnels under that airport. There are. There. Well, that, that's the thing. They, it's it's the perfect excuse because they have underground tunnels to bring you to the terminals Is it, okay. from this thing. Okay. So are, conveniently, are, you're in down in the tunnels but you don't know where these uh, little like monorail things go and if you take it the opposite way after it reaches its final destination you know right you get the tunnel the to the yeah, Illuminati yeah. Are, are we gonna bring up the Illuminati and not talk about Louis Kahn was he in the Illuminati <laughs> no he just knew too much they killed him I'm telling you in a battle if if I pass away and and nobody knows why it is because if you go to the island of Roosevelt Island, to the east of Manhattan, some satanic shit is going on there, and I know it, and I cannot prove it, which means I don't know shit. But, but, hear me out. Louis Kahn died in 1974, I believe. It might have been 73. He died of a heart attack in Pennsylvania Station. He was discovered two days later because they thought he was homeless. And at the time, he was probably the most famous architect of all time. In his briefcase, they found some sketches. Who the fuck knows what was actually in his briefcase before the government got those documents? Sketches, because dude. They were just probably sketches, like actual sketches of buildings that he was if you, thinking about. If you put, if you go into Google Earth Pro, and it has to be Google Earth Pro, okay. you got to download it. You got to take a little time. Uh-huh. Go, go get Google Earth Pro and take a linear measurement from the top of the Dome of the Rock in, in Israel. <laughs> And if you drop it on the top of Franklin Delano Roosevelt's head on on the island of Roosevelt Island, where Louis Kahn's memorial has finally been built back in 2012, oh, the year the the, the year that the world was supposed to end, convenience, I think not. But then what's the, what's the goal of doing that? If you do that, that trajectory, the angle between <laughs> FDR's head and the Dome of the Rock. Yeah. Also intersects if you keep going, if you keep <laughs> yeah. sending that line. Yeah. 
It will also intersect with the uh, Temple of the Sun near Mexico City. Uh-huh. It will go all the way around the world. Right. It is parallel to um, everything. The- parallel to literally everything on the world. <laughs> it's just a line. It's a straight line that goes across the entire planet. Yes. <laughs> no, but, but, no, it's not parallel to the equator. That's the only thing it's not parallel to. It it will run parallel to the uh, angle of the axis of Versailles. Okay. Every dimension of the FDR Memorial, the Four Freedoms Park, is in some way related to Masonic proportions. And speaking of the Illuminati, Franklin, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he was the one who put the pyramid on the dollar bill. Look that up. I believe it was 1936. And if you draw a straight line from the monument and you draw it west, perfectly west, you will find that it intersects the United Nations. Hmm. Interesting. The United Nations. New World Order much? If you keep going west, it goes into Pennsylvania Station. I think that Louis Kahn found the tunnel from one of the islands that is associated. There's three islands. FDR is a sphinx. He knew too much. The representation of a sphinx is one who holds a secret and will not reveal it. And it's exactly, well, precisely within range of 3 million miles, no, 30 million miles to uh, the Great Sounds Pyramid like of Giza. <laughs> 3 million feet from Oak Island, which we know has something to do with the Masons. 30 million feet from the Pyramid of Egypt. And in a straight line with every significant pyramid across the globe. And it also... There's three lights... And it's called Four Freedoms Park. I am a crazy man. I may have schizophrenia, but I might be right. All right we all never right. know. There's pyramids in Egypt, and then there's the Mayan pyramids, mm-hmm. the stepped pyramids. And then there's pyramids in, like, um, Southeast Asia. And they were all built, like, very different times by different civilizations. Different ways. There's a theory that, that's, like, that's disputed there theory. was there was a common knowledge yep. due to aliens yeah. telling humans how to build. Or was it just humans figured out the easiest way so to, stack build, rocks. to build yes. upwards? And it was a pyramid. How, how is that? The, how, so you're telling me that the ancient pyramids no, of no. Egypt was the easiest way to build up. I'm saying. And that's why they can't replicate that technology till now. Do you think the theory that like, I, 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 alien, I do. aliens showed I, them the technology of how to build the pyramids? They actually I had a lot you know to do why? with Atlantis. Wait, it had to do no, with no, the no, golden no, 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 one thing at a time. No, thing no time. actually not the Atlantis thing. I'm actually being serious. Here's the thing, right? If you actually yeah. look at like, you know how they like inscribe hieroglyphs into tombs and into like the pyramids and things like that. They, they're all like photographic, okay? They, they, they're depicting something. And they depict godlike beings teaching them the irrigation of soil, right? And that's in Egypt, right? Teaching them essential skills that you need to know to actually like continue your life on earth and your species and your race. And then you go thousands of miles away and you look at the Aztec pyramids and they have inscriptions yeah. depicting the exact same thing. Godlike, spe- godlike beings teaching them the irrigation of soil and other essential things. These two civilizations are supposed to have no contact between each other whatsoever. And meanwhile, they're building certain beacons and inscribing into those beacons the depiction of 
godlike beings teaching them essential functions for the continuation of their societies. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know about East India. Also, also, wait, real quick, real quick. I'm sorry, Charbel. <laughs> the angle of the pyramid is mm. approximately perfectly north, except it's off a slight axis difference. To true north. And it to true north. <laughs> yeah. Not magnetic. No. Not magnetic north to true north. And some people believe that it is a proportionate representation of the northern hemisphere of the Earth intersecting the, the true North Pole and the equator. And it's off on its axis, just a fraction. The proportion of the scale of Egypt is 1 to 432,000, exactly. And has to do with the precision of Earth, the way the Earth wobbles on its axis. It's a perfect representation of the Earth and a way to uh, measure the Earth. And we have no idea how they got that close. Well, actually, there's something else that's even more crazy than that, is that the pyramids, the exact coordinate of the pyramids of Giza is the same speed of light right yep. to the exact to the seventh decimal place yeah. so it's 29.9792 whatever degrees north and meters per second of the speed of light is 299792458 like it literally is like the same to the seventh decimal place and it aligns the speed of light it aligns with the uh, middle star of orion's belt and uh, if if you find yourself dead, uh, go go to the middle star of Orion's belt. When your soul leaves this world, try to go there. I think I think it's that second star to the right and straight on till morning. BS. Uh-huh. Peter Peter Pan stuff. Right. Well, well, yeah. I mean, there. So like that's the thing where like coincidence comes in. That is not a coincidence. No, no, no. no, no. You, the you, seventh decimal no, place. No, no. There, there's like life. And, and the dimensions of every single side of it, you know. And then and then when you put that in conjunction so, with the things that Dan said as well. Yeah, yeah. When, when it's lining up with Polaris, when it's lining up it. with the other pyramids, all so that stuff, there's right? something called the Lincoln-Kennedy coincidence. Oh, that one is and really close. What it's saying is that Lincoln and Kennedy each have seven letters. Both were presidents elected to Congress in 46 and later to presidency in 60. Both married women in their 20s and while they were in their 30s, lost a son while living in the White House, shot in the presence of their wives. Both both assassins had three names, John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Yeah, they're Oswald. the most infamously known as those three consecutive names. Booth ran from Ford's Theater and was caught in a warehouse. Oswald ran from a warehouse and was caught in a theater. Both presidents were runner-ups and parties nominations for vice presidents in 56. Yeah. They were both successors to Southern Democrats. Both born in a year 08 with their names and and their first names contained six letters. Both assassins were Southerners. And the list just goes yeah, on. Yeah, but, that, and but on that's and like on. still like that is crazy. But that's still different than this. Why? Because all of those they're not like as mathematical. Exact. Like this was mm-hmm. like a mathematical, like exact figure. And the thing is about it is that like where are they going to learn this stuff from? This is an ancient society. We're talking about this stuff, and, and a lot of the stuff that you're saying match up with Lincoln and Kennedy have to do with the constraints of their societies. How long is the name going to be? 
how long is your mm. lifespan at that but time? But for all how, those wait, to line no, up I, together, no, I, maybe I it's it. like it a is, million it is dollar crazy. Like, coincidence. No, it is yeah. crazy. But that coincidence is like literally nothing compared to any coincidence you could even say. Mm-hmm. The pyramids and then the other pyramids in Mexico and East they Asia definitely and built all those it, things. They definitely bur- built it perfectly on accident. That's that's like what you're no, saying. No, it, it, right? no. And, like, and they couldn't you're, you're saying no. How, right? Do you know how far the pyramids are from the Nile? Is it far They're or like is on it the like, Nile. It's pretty close. They're like basically on the Nile. Okay. It's yeah. pretty damn close. Because there's there's this there's this theory that like they figured out how they built the pyramids. Yeah. Oh, using where the order. It's to a lift tube. It up. They made a tube, and with like kind of like how a canal. What do you call the viaducts? Where like a boat a- goes aqueducts. in. Aqueducts. Oh, oh, and it, um, lock, yeah, locks. Yeah, lo- yeah, lo- yeah. Lo- locks River in a canal. Locks yeah. In a canal. Where like they bring it up the tube and then they close it, let it rise to the top, and then they open up the other one, make it rise, hydraulic till it gets to the top. Hydraulics. And then they move the rocks and build the pyramid. They just keep going up. Yeah, up, but that's, up. that doesn't explain like a lot of things. It doesn't explain how they calibrated like the location. It doesn't explain how they even. There's no adhesives or what? any. Hold on. There's no adhesives or like any bonding material in between each stone. They're all cut so precisely in the dustiest country in the world mm-hmm, they're yeah. all cut so precisely that when they go on top of each other they create an impenetrable vacuum seal that like, you're just talking that, about like yeah. one element you, you of couldn't the construction. get you couldn't get a razor blade between them no yeah and this is like we're talking about like antiquity anti- i can't even speak antiquity like before we're talking about AD. like five thousand yeah. years ago mm-hmm. 2750 ad or something like that and they've been looking at the sphinx and they think that it's much older than we ever could have realized like 10,000 years older than predicted. Really? Think think about this. Like, if you want to look at ancient Egyptian society, Cleopatra it's was closer born to us closer now. to yeah. us yeah. than the actual construction of, of the, the And she's not Egyptian. Right. She's Greek. Yeah. She's literally ethnically Greek. I, I just think there's so much, like, history from that era that was... Do you think it has to do with like the Library of Alexandria? I think a lot of it and does. Yeah. The knowledge just being wasted away, and like humans just lost that. Yeah, because think about like any valuable library we have right now, and like multiply that, like by. I mean, we don't have one. We singular, have photocopiers now. N- no, but we don't have one. But singular they all library. had it in the drive too. We don't have one singular library for an entire society's work mm-hmm. because look, there's still an ancient society. There's so much like limitation they could actually. It's one country, one civilization in that country, and they settled by the water. So they only needed like a few archives, and I, and I know they probably had other libraries, but that was one, the main main library, and that library was burned down during but the. They Arab had conquest. scholars going throughout the Roman Empire, and further collecting knowledge and scrolls and bringing it back to Alexandria exactly to create they basically wanted to create the world wide web mm-hmm. before it was even a thing yeah in one place right and then it got burnt down so and back then like how many times could you theoretically copy a book twice yeah. three times I mean it depends I mean if you actually have scribes they would literally have to have like people sit there it. that's what they used to do though rewrite the even until thing. like the 1800s that's what, that's what they used to yeah. do they used to monks. have scribes yeah and a lot of times it was monks and they would literally just one monk would be responsible for one page and he would duplicate that yeah. page hundreds of times and then the other monk next to him like, I'm doing page one Dan's doing belt. page two it, it was, and then was yeah same. and then like we finish our Noah pages at Charbel the same time both working on page 64 because <laughs> that one is like another top 
up. Chalk-filled page. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, uh, letter versus legal. 64 was always but the page. Most of the books and scrolls in the Alexandria Library were one of one. Yeah. So countless knowledge and like poetry and like techniques of construction was just wiped out yeah and we had to either relearn it or learn it from someone still alive that knew that i don't knowledge. think we learned any of and it and we did i think there's so much of it that we just will never know never learn we'll, we'll never understand roman concrete it, it'll never no. happen yeah. again it's gone i mean that that has to do with the precision of uh, the procession of Earth. Some people think that there's always a cataclysm every like forty three thousand, you know, years or so. Forty three thousand two hundred years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very possible that an asteroid hits about. So many times. It's more than possible. No, but you know, like speaking of like it's materials, speaking about materials that have like crazy properties, there's actually one that we know about, and you've been to Saint Augustine. You know, yeah. the, you know the material that they use yeah. for a lot of it was. It's called coquina. Yeah, coquina dude, coquina is the, it's the coolest thing ever. So it's basically like a material. Yeah. It's it's off of the coast of Florida and the Caribbean, and it's like a material yeah. that basically is made out of invertebrates, meaning animals that don't have bones, right? Shells. So, yeah, but it could also be land animals too, like spiders and stuff like that. But in this case, it was, yeah, it was like shells, starfish, all that stuff. What happened was it's a material that's made out of all of them, right? And then over time, calcium carbonate, like, is secreted from the corpses of, mm-hmm. of the invertebrates and it creates, like, a stronger-than-concrete material. Wow. Once it hits the and land... it's all natural. What, yeah, once it hits the land, it starts to solidify. It's, like, very malleable, like, clay in the water. Once it hits the land, it's, like, acts like concrete after you pour it. But then it, like... The calcium carbonate, like, kind of starts to seep through and it gets stronger and stronger over time. And so many of, like, the old, um, after, like, the Spanish colonial periods in St. Augustine, they used to build it with wood. After that, they used coquina. And, like, I walked through St. Augustine, like, literally last week. And you look deep at it and it looks like a fibrous material. It doesn't look like concrete. You can literally see the shells and it has a different pattern than like I've ever seen them and it's so strong. And they used it, yeah, it's so strong that they used it for like forts and stuff, you know, yeah. they want to protect themselves with this. So imagine if that wasn't documented, right? And that's like a fairly straightforward material, yeah. right? Like conceptually, but if it wasn't documented and we didn't know about it, that could be another lost wonder of the world. Yeah. But I feel like so many of the things that we didn't discover that we lost, that, that the Roman concrete and stuff, is probably conceptual very simple but we don't know the source of it it it, it t- only took one person to see it in that view and to create it and that person might not show up for like that th- the probability of that might be like 10,000 years 5,000 yeah. years a thousand years but it's also different because we had more liberty with materials back then because we because when you're limited that's when you're the most creative mm-hmm. like even when we're talking about like Isaac Newton sitting under a tree and, a, and, a, and an apple falls on his head dude if Isaac Newton was, was that Newton no who yeah, the hell was no, that no, yeah. oh yeah Dude, if Newton was born in, like, 2000s, he wouldn't be sitting under a tree. He'd I mean, be, like, on his phone or something. Like, no, te- like technology, the, the as much as it's advanced time, us, yeah. it's also hindered us because we, we look need for our instant memory. solutions. We look for instant solutions for things that hinder our us, create like, creativity, you know, like, creativity-wise. Like, it, it hinders us because these Spanish people, if they had, like, Home Depot and they can just build whatever they wanted after settling into St. Augustine in 1555, yeah. then Coquina wouldn't have been discovered. And construction and, yeah. would, yeah, their standards. That That's... That's also another thing I wanted to, like, mention is that, like, standards are great. Standards in construction, standards in, like, architecture. Huge limit. Are they are they helpful because you could build a safe structure and, okay, it's safe and it's up to code and everything's great. But 
now everything looks the same and no one's trying to create anything more than what the standard is it works if it's broke don't fix it but the thing is what if it doesn't suffice to everyone entering like what we learn in architecture is that like emotionally when you enter a space the craft and care of that space changes your emotion right if you enter a space that was just done cheaply yeah you're gonna feel it right so when things are just so standardized that everything just starts becoming similar everywhere you go yeah and there isn't this sense of like why do people travel they travel mm-hmm. to get a change of the scenery. built environment scenery uh climate yeah. when all when the climate changes but all the buildings look the same it's like i'm traveling but i still have this sense of like where i came from no I, it, no no is yeah. it for the better no, i totally get what you're saying yeah. uh, the, the 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 best places to travel are places that can never be replicated again mm-hmm. because they had the creativity that we don't have today when mm-hmm. we, when even when you're walking through the the pilgr the like pilgrimage walks in europe like didn't they have like a like an 800 mile like some crazy long path through Europe that brings you to different cathedrals Mm -hmm. right and those cathedrals they're all built according to like what the cultural standards and materials and locally sourced like materials they had at the time right and they made the most right now because we have like that's what I'm saying like advancement hinders you in in a certain way when you're talking about like not every space or most spaces don't craft to your mental well-being and to your emotions yeah that's not aligned in the budget because that's like what we were talking about before you're not going to budget for a mental emotional experience because people are here to make money back then there was a different purpose into building a lot of these things settlement was the purpose for a lot of them religion was the purpose for a lot of them people spent a lot of time and a lot of labor and, pe- and people who started these projects on these major cathedrals like the died. architects started, they've died way before they were even yeah. completed because yeah. there's a different cause there's a, there's a different the, the driving the, cause the building was like a living memory of right. this multi generation of this goal yeah like the goals that we have today aren't physical they're not they're, like that they're, at all. they're more like well no the goals that we have today are physical i, I would say the goals that they have were spiritual goals yeah spiritual but yeah. i mean like physical in the sense that like we're not constructing a structure and having like an architect come every like five years to keep working on it and the goals we have today are more like mental because it's like you could build something so quick well yeah like th- so th- think about no like, one's gonna with- pour their life and soul into one building yeah, like think about the Notre Dame. It caught on fire, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, what do we do with it? Because when it was built, it's like it took years and years. We can't and replicate there's so much what craftsmanship. Burned, you can't replicate what was burned it. burned in Notre Dame so. will never be replaced because that wood and that wood crafting of that art. Yeah. No one alive today knows how to craft. It's not even that. That wood doesn't exist anymore. They don't, know what, yeah. Yeah, they don't yeah. know what material it was. No, they do. No, it doesn't the, exist anymore. The trees have gone extinct. Yeah. yeah. But how I, how would you build a building if you knew your deadline was ten thousand years away? I mean, like you'd probably build a pyramid. What, what, <laughs> what, what they did today is they took every single scrap that fell, and they're a they're, They've made a library of every single piece that like broke or burned or fell from Notre Dame, and they're making a catalog to try to like. DNA sample like what each thing was to like replicate it mo- using like modeling but they don't know how to build it physically like they can make it on a computer they, they can't build it physically and, crazy. and that's the like argument is like should Notre Dame be 
reconstructed and have like a modern architect give a take on it and create a structure or to literally replicate it exactly how it was and no one can agree on that like should we add a modern flair to the cathedral or actually try to build it exactly the same way well i I feel like that's probably the predicament that people were put in with like all the ancient ruins that we have like even think of like the Colosseum and all that like things breaking apart over time and what do you do with it because there are symbols of society and you know what people did but you know yeah you can't redo something because then you know it's it's split into two different parts it's not original i think notre dame would be a great parking garage if they just promote it <laughs> i mean everything yeah. intersects that spot like there's the a lot of cars cathedral, that, that is probably garage. the worst parking replacement garage. For notre dame. <laughs> Dan, if we had viewers garage. if we had viewers you would offend a lot of people <laughs> Don't he leave offended me. Yeah. What the hell is that? Don't leave. There'd be a lot of booing. Boo! <laughs> but to, to go off of that, like, when you think about, like, structures and history, we never really think about how much time has to go past a structure being there between the point of saying, let's demolish it, it's an old piece of crap, versus this is so old we have to keep it. You know? Like, that, that spectrum, I don't think it's defined. I think it is... Kind of and defined. I think it's getting worse nowadays. I don't think it's defined right now. I think it was defined back then because it was defined based on the goal that we were talking about. If mm-hmm. you had like a certain spiritual goal where it was like this is to pay honor. Like a lot yeah. of these cathedrals and even a Sacred. lot of like the different shrines and things that you see like in mm-hmm. London, even the Stonehenge, those all had religious implications to them. Like you and, don't see an ancient hotel or an ancient <laughs> brothel exactly. or like an ancient like courthouse. It's all like the religious or like or something yeah. or something that has to do with like societal planning or or something that has to do with like congregation like we still have the old um basilicas and that's not a church a basilica is actually like originally it's a meeting place mm-hmm. roman meeting places that's what a basilica is it's like a shape it's like an oval shape i believe and it was like roman meeting places they they adapted that space into a lot of the basilica churches and cathedrals that we know now but those things that had a governmental or spiritual function back then those are the things that kind of stand the test of time because they put their hearts and souls into it we don't put our hearts and souls into literally any project at all today and that's i think that's the biggest debilitating thing of architecture is that architecture was the heart and soul of the built environment and i think it's been ripped due to capitalism and making money yeah, yeah but it was time, louis like, khan's death after louis khan died everything fell but at apart. the same time those marvels that we look at and we say we can't replicate were mostly created by either slave labor people die or even yeah. or, or even if it was voluntary it was labor where it's like that is not legal today mm-hmm. even if they all volunteered That's it because true. they wanted like like not everyone has the same sense of devotion now but because like, we have a more globalist society yeah. where everything is interconnected everyone has different societal goals and no one's going to go and say hey I'm going to almost die to do this the only time you're going to see that you is be- the slave labor in Qatar when they're building those World Cup stadiums because they don't have human rights I mean, well, yeah. Th- yeah this is but like even our eyes even our skyscrapers Scrapers, like you know, Empire Staple, and people died because you don't have a yeah. harness. You're standing on a beam that's moving by, you know, some sort of, you know, ratchet gust, crane thing. That's a gust you know? of wind. Like, yeah, we, we marvel at Dubai today because they're doing things we can't. It was, it's very human doing rights it violations. because it's yeah. all violations. They literally get cheap labor from Bangladesh or Sri Lanka or wherever. They don't account for their Sometimes lives. they don't pay them. Sometimes yeah. they die. But the thing is, that's why they're like. See, that's the thing. It's like, when do you hold? 
individual human rights versus the <laughs> ultimate goal of just creating a betterment for mankind and yeah. testing the limits of mankind. They've been creating these like World Cup colony. stadiums. They've been creating these World Cup stadiums for the World Cup in Qatar in 2022, right? So mm-hmm. it's coming up really soon. People have been dying since 2018 building yeah. these. I think even before it, honestly. But And it's going to get canceled because of COVID? No, it's not. But the thing, but 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 the thing, but the thing is, like, only right now, right, are different soccer teams protesting these human rights violations Mm -hmm. that we've known about for years. And FIFA commissioned. What what did Brazil do? do When when they did the Brazil, it was the same thing. I mean, but the thing is, with Qatar, it's even worse because they're building in like desert temperatures. Mm -hmm. And this World Cup, it's going to be so hot that they can't do it in the summer. They have to do it in the winter. And it's still going to be still indoor. Be 90 degrees. No, it's still going to be indoor. And it's going to be air-conditioned yeah. stadiums, yeah. which yeah. is extremely expensive to do mm-hmm. and requires even more labor and more energy and more money. And all of that is at the expense of people who they don't have the same human rights that we do. And they all work in the hopes of feeding their families by wiring money from Dubai yeah. over to, yeah, whatever country they come from. Yeah, and it's crazy because, like, even just, like, the pride aspect of it, you know, a lot of them aren't even from the area. So, like, the amount of economic benefit of the World Cup and people traveling there and future, you know, uh, future events and just people but, being there. But a lot of it is just for the World Cup. So, like, the ones so, like, that is go, true, so yeah. It goes in Brazil? Yeah, yeah. Brazil, in, all the Olympic all stuff is, like, only, you know, I think the, one green. of the only countries that actually, like, utilize their Olympic stadiums is, like, Japan. And like some European countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everywhere else, like in South America or the Middle East, they just build these cities. And when the Olympic ends, they're in Brazil. They demolished demolished an entire slum and relocated. Well, not relocated. Displaced. Displaced. Like 5,000 people to build this stadium. Dude, Copacabana. It's abandoned now. The biggest stadium. I think it was called Copacabana, right? Mm -hmm. That stadium's abandoned, bro. It's abandoned, yeah. Yeah. And that stadium was like state of the art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just for one tournament that lasts a month. It lasts one month. And people died to create this vestibule for an yeah. event that lasts show month. must go yeah. on let's yeah. move on to the next country yeah it's like just... the uh for the olympics the pools all went green with algae within a day after the mm-hmm. olympics were done you know but you look at those constructions right you look at them and you say no they're cost beautiful spared. yeah no, but and, and you say they're absolutely beautiful and you know what those stadiums they could last for a really long time not as long as things built in antiquity but they would still last for a really long time and if we lose track of how they were built and why they were built People are going to look at them in the same way that we look at other ancient structures and say, wow, this is when architecture was different. No, it's when human rights mm-hmm. was different. You, you, you want to know something crazy? Like when you look at an ancient structure, mm-hmm. it's it's aged for like thousands of years, but it blends with nature still perfectly somehow. Like you look no, at it. It's because it's and, aged and, though. Nature takes over a building no matter what. Well, like let's say like a, a skyscraper. Yeah. If that holds for if a thousand not, if, years, if it's not it would still look alien to the landscape. I don't little. think so. If it's not maintained, first, what's going to happen is that shrubs are going to are going to pl- proliferate mm-hmm. all in the streets and the grade of. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, if we're it's talking like about that, that, if, that if, show, yeah. if we're talking yeah, about yeah, Empire, yeah, the Empire show. State Building, mm-hmm. right? If you're talking about the Empire State Building. You're going to get shrubs that proliferate in the grade of New York, then it's going to literally go up, and it's going to become like any other abandoned structure you've seen, mm-hmm. where there's literally vines growing up the building, and then and I, I don't think that would happen. Though. I think it would happen. Yeah. I, I don't like the it way would, they showed. There was a there was a Discovery Channel documentary. It's not a long time. Three thousand years is not a long time. Yeah, in in, in the perspective the, of the, the world, the, how right. the world they is, kind yeah. of exaggerate the vegetation a little at those heights. Like vines don't really 
they wouldn't like cover every wall of every. No, but they cover building. a lot. They, they would do enough to compromise the structure. They do enough to give that vintage effect that you're talking about, okay. where you're looking at something in antiquity and it's like, wow. This is, it's not because they did anything different back then. Like maybe yeah, like the materials are a different story. We're they were more down to earth and stuff. As, they're they're less processed and like, it it's more earthly materials but, but yeah. th- think about what it looked like when it was new yeah exactly you know? yeah even the statue of liberty which isn't even an ancient monument it was brown yeah mm-hmm. copper yeah copper no yeah, no yeah. but i mean like, yeah. it was brown like mm-hmm. the color of it yeah. was brown and it's green now and it looks way better than you can imagine it being brown yeah. because they, nature took its course they, they knew that yeah, yeah they wanted that i right. mean that's yeah. one realization that most people don't see is that like copper turns green and the more you like look at certain buildings, you think they wanted it to be green, but it was brown, and they made it. It became green through weathering. A lot of people don't don't know Acid that rain. like certain roofs, or like certain houses have like the copper roofs. Yeah, they think that's what it, the material is, but it was brown, and then it well, had yeah. to weather. Well, that, yeah. that's also the it thing. Just oxidated. Like yeah. w- when I went to Austin, I'm like, this is a new city, because yeah. you see. It all has the original color of its copper domes right, on all right. these buildings. But yeah. if you go to, you know, an older city, it's all going to be Even weathered. Miami, it's yeah. a new city. Yeah. You look at like, and that's the thing is like, like I miss New York when I go to Florida because I'm like, New York's not something that none of these cities can touch for layers, centuries. Because, yeah, because, because like my dad's talking about New York City and he's saying, why? oh my God, screw New York City. Look at Miami. It's so clean. It's so beautiful. And I said, New York City is a victim of its own success. Yeah. And that's why you're dismissing it because all of the dirt, all of the grime, all of the rats, it's, life. it's, it's, it's literally, it has to do with how well it's been operating that, it, you know, how can you maintain an entire city like that? Miami will become shit soon. But yeah, but when something Austin, runs for so long, yeah. it has to show its beauty marks. The infrastructure in New York, right? Yeah, it was world class at the time, and it's still the the best infrastructure in the United States when it comes to like getting somewhere from point A to point B yeah, all across US, the city. Yes. In the U.S., yeah. But the thing is, it's in dire need of repair everywhere, right? Miami or Penn, or Philadelphia, they're all like, oh well, it's newer and it's better because it's newer because no one it doesn't have the same relevance as New York City. The whole Northeast corridor of the United States has the most relevance out of any other. It's had the time to make exactly. that relevance. It's had the time to I make mean, the relevance. Think, think about how we built do. things back in the day, like back in the 50s or, or wartime. Back in World War II, you had to build something that was going to last like basically 100 years. Yeah. I, I watched the show, um, you know, Gold Rush, Alaska Gold Rush or whatever. They're pulling dredges out of Alaska. Yeah, sure. They're, they're pulling dredges out of yeah. Alaska that are like from the Great Depression, and they still run. Like, mm-hmm. what? What does that say about what the, we do now? The, now nothing lasts ever. because everything has a life cycle, and whenever you create anything, the first question is, how long is this going to last me? Mm-hmm. People, people back then built to build for the quality. You want a car? I'm going to build you a car that is a car. As long as it can be a car, but also now, and in Cuba they like, still use those same no, no, cars. No, no, no. But that's the thing because war. now th- this is where capitalism comes in because now it's like, well, I don't have to build a car to just be a car forever. I know that ninety percent of people, let's say, example, buy cars and they sell them in five years. So I'm gonna build a car that lasts five years because they're yeah, gonna all they're, sell. They're them gonna re up and their they're lease. Gonna, gonna buy a new car. So it's this is where like unsustainability comes in and all this like it's like yes you're making more money but you're just 
going against all morals of design yeah. and like consumer goods. Or, or also think about like form follows function, all this stuff. Back in, you know, a lot of these ancient buildings that we marvel about, they were used for everything, you know, uh, meeting places. It was a meeting for anything. Now yeah. it's like we need to make specific a veterinary or dog shop, you know, what? is the use of that building after it's done after that business goes out what do you use it for you yeah. know so Every, it's like that's also a shift everything too. has like a closed life like yeah. it's not made to last it's just made to be used and then thrown Unless away the pyramids. <laughs> it's like it's like a plastic cup you, when when someone the manufacturer when they make a plastic cup they're not going this cup will be used yeah. for the end of time it's to disposable. be a cup I'm gonna use it one time drink and throw it out yeah that's how buildings are becoming they're they're like okay I'm gonna build it for 30 years demolish it build a new yeah, and when they, do the, when they do the life cycle analysis they literally will design it to, to disintegrate so like yeah. need to be demolished for a certain amount of that's time that's all items though like even, even like phones that we buy like so call everything like it breaks down on purpose yeah and everyone's like oh you didn't take care of it no yeah, no, no. You, it, it, it was built it happened yeah yep. it has to yeah. happen back then when they didn't know how long it would last like the original iPhones and stuff they actually lasted better than these iPhones because Apple didn't know how famous that iPhone was going to be so they had to make it the highest quality product they could they had something to prove yeah mm -hmm. and then when this like yeah we got you hooked now we can make it on a set lifespan to keep you hooked that, to the, the idea hair. that it's a high quality product yep right drive up the price exactly. Apple nowadays can release anything and it could be the worst thing ever. It'll sell. Yeah. It will sell because they're a, a name brand Established. that everyone trusts. Yeah. An anomaly of it. Yeah. An anomaly of it is like Pizza Huts. Pizza Huts. Mm -hmm. They they hired. I don't. I'm not sure which architect, but they hired a certain architect to design <laughs> Renzo all. Piano. all the <laughs> when you think of a Pizza Hut, you yeah. think of that roof, that little that table roof, roof yeah. that goes up. But the thing is, Pizza Hut has like half the locations they used to have. What happened to all these Pizza Huts that used to be specifically a Pizza Hut, designed to be a Pizza Hut, that you no, can not tell. Pizza's a hut. Now you have pizza like the all hut. these little vet stores and like random shops, but you look at it and you're like, Pizza Hut. Oh no, it's not a Pizza Hut. It's a convenience <laughs> store now. It's 7-Eleven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it's like everyone will steal. Care. Everyone will steal an icon if it becomes really famous. Like even like certain soccer logos. You should see like all the other countries that don't have like famous soccer leagues. Like so, for example, like if we're talking about like the Bolivian league, right? Mm -hmm. They copy the famous team logos all the time and even their names. Like, there's literally a team, I think it's like in Ecuador or something, it's called like SC Barcelona, and they literally have basically Barcelona's logo with like little tweaks that just make it look worse. Mm -hmm. They do the same thing with Real Madrid. I think like there is like some soccer team called the Islamabad like Association or something like that, and they just took Ireland's crest, and it looks exactly like Ireland's national team crest. Exactly like it, but just with their name right on top of wow. it. It's, yeah, they do it. So when something is successful, it's copied all the time. Is mm -hmm. what you're trying to say. Now this concludes our first episode of In the Poche podcast. I hope you enjoyed all of the different topics that we talked about today. We mainly focused on topics centered around architecture, and for our next one, we will focus on music. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you to our guests. And I hope you tune in for our next podcast. Thank you.